and welcome to Annie's Pink Chair. I'm Annie Lobert, and today we're bringing you real, raw, relevant issues, and guess what, from the rock world. And I have my wonderful friends in the studio for part two, Joyce and Les Carlson. Welcome back to the show, you guys. They're here all the way from California, not that that's very far, no. but we were uh, talking last week about, oh my gosh, it was so great, the story of both of you meeting Jesus for the very first time, working in the show called Hair, naked on the stage, orgies in the back, doing <laughs> cocaine, uh, you know, what was it, MDA drugs, and, you know, just living this life of just debauchery. whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's debauchery, <laughs> but it's like you're doing what you feel. Yeah. And, and where did that even get you, right? So what mm. I wanted to focus on this time, because we talked about your band that you both have now, now, it's been, I don't know how many years, how, how long Blood Good's been around, but I want to kind of segue into how did that happen? Like, you guys were in this rock world. You were, you know, performing in nightclubs, erotic type of performances mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. theatrical and rock music, and then your friend brings you a book, More Than a Carpenter, and you guys get radically saved, wrecked. You go to church, and I'm giving my life to Jesus, and... You know, and it's just awesome because your son got led to Jesus as well. And he was kind of going into a bad path with the, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like the dark rock, right? Like yep. the darker, like. Yeah. Demonic metal. Heavy metal, like death metal, maybe. Right. Yeah. And so you mentioned Blood Good earlier and we talked about Trenches of Rock, the documentary. What started Blood Good, your meeting with Blood Good? And was Blood Good a band before you met Michael? From blood good. No, actually. Um, How did that happen? Well, after I got saved, um, I, I quit entertainment altogether. And what did uh, you guys do for a living? How were you supposed to uh, survive? I roofed, I roofed houses. I was up at yeah. six I in the morning. Hair, and she had a lunch pail for me, just, and yeah. I went yeah. off to work. You guys pivoted, which is the smartest thing to do. Yeah, and uh, so I did that for a while. My pastor came to me and said, "You know, uh, yeah, he cut his hair. He did I, all God yeah. would." use you he would use your voice you know he you can still sing and I didn't really want to I didn't have any desire to but he said yeah but you could sing about Jesus you could tell people about Jesus and sing and perform and so I started praying about that and um, I saw an ad in the rocket paper which is the rock magazine up in Seattle and it said um, uh, white metal singer well rooted in the word needed and I'm yeah, for <laughs> that would be me white so, metal what's white, white metal? metal I don't know I well it's well, to well, you know, white hair. yeah the whole black and white thing is kind of an, an issue these days but it just basically meant you know Christian metal that was not death metal metal with yeah. hope and light right okay, okay I didn't know what it was because I'd never that's even... really cool though white metal yeah. so I called and it was Michael Bloodgood on the other end of the line and I said hey uh, I saw this ad and and he says yeah you know we should get together and so I went up to meet him. And when I went to meet him, Michael was, uh, had, you know, he, he was a little overweight. He had a beard. He had a... Don't let him see the he had show. A, he had well, a, it's in the documentary. He had a, he, you know, he had a cane because his leg was broken or something. I don't know. And he was telling me that he wanted to start this metal, Christian metal band. And I'm thinking, I've, I've been in the world. I know what entertainers are like. And I know what level you got to hit. And I'm looking at him going... You Come know, on, I dude. don't think so, really? man. And <laughs> I, I went to the Lord and I said, Lord, 
I don't even want to, I don't want to be in some little Christian band with, you know, that looks hokey and no, I don't even, I don't want to sing anymore. I don't want to do it. And uh, so then months went by and I kept feeling that the Lord was saying, call Michael Bloodgood. Call. So I finally, I call him. I said, so Michael, I guess I'm calling you because the Lord says to, and he, and he laughed. He says, well, you're, you're the guy. He says, you're the singer in the band. I'm going, okay. And uh, he said, let's meet at a coffee shop in Seattle. And we did. So I met with him and JT Taylor. And, but I went David, to meet these guys. David there too? No, no, David wasn't there. And I went, and as I pulled up, I saw these two guys getting out of a car, tight pants, long hair, leather jackets. And I looked at him, and it was Michael Bloodgood. He'd lost a bunch of weight. He was all trim. He was looking like a real rocker. Wow. And so he went in and talked, and <laughs> he said he wanted to do, he wanted to do uh, uh, cover tunes like, like Led Zeppelin tunes and change the lyrics. And I said, no, I don't want to do that. And he goes, well, what do you want to do? I said, I want to do all original material, brand new material about Jesus Christ. I don't want to do somebody else's stuff. We need to be, you know, writing songs about Christ. And if you do that, I'm in. And I don't care if they throw rocks at us or whatever. That's what we're going to do. And they said, you know what? That's that's good with us. We just got to talk to David and you got to meet David. And uh, so that's how it started. Um, I learned I had never done heavy metal before. I'm a pop guy, you know, Beatle guy. And uh, so yeah, they said, well, here's Beatle a song fan. by Ronnie James Dio. <laughs> yeah. can, just Ronnie so that we James can Gio. do yeah. something. And I think it was Holy Diver or something. Holy I, Diver. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'd never heard that. <laughs> and I listened song. to him and I went, okay, that's what a metal guy sounds like. Okay. He had to listen to metal to learn how to sing metal. So then we got together and we did the song and it, it sounded great. And I went. Wow, okay, yeah. So we decided to uh, get together every Tuesday night with the wives and everybody, and first we would pray. We would pray, and after we prayed, then we were allowed to pick up our instruments, but not before. You know, we, didn't want to, we wanted to make sure that foundationally that we s built this band on him, and we have done that over the course of the years. So mm -hmm. that's why Bloodgood is known as a band that has been, you know... Uh, Preaching the gospel, basically. Right. So that's how it started. And my time's up. Anybody else? No, <laughs> we're not done with you. Well, I, okay. I do want to say that that it's important to, to note that the wives were included at the beginning because yeah. when God calls somebody to a ministry and you're married, he's got to call the couple to the ministry because you know how the devil's going to beat you up if Absolutely. you're in ministry. And you've got to have the support right. of the spouse. And especially a band, too, Joyce. I mean, it, yeah. you know, even if it is a Christian band, it doesn't matter. There's always things that can happen. We all mm -hmm. hear up horror stories. <laughs> yes. But I wanted to just talk about also, you know, the, the content of the music. Because the music is really, I, I love it. It's, 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 every song's completely different. And like I said earlier about that one concert that I saw that you did with Oz, the, the, just the theatrics you know, and speaking of that, one of the songs, I, I love the song Crucify. Mm -hmm. It's a great song about the crucifixion of Christ. And the way that you do it, Les, you're like acting like you're Pilate, and then all of a sudden you're on the cross, and it's just insane. But mm -hmm. one of the songs that I really love is Seven. And I, I'd like you to sing a couple stanzas off that. And people might not understand what seven means, but we know in the Bible it's the number of perfection. Mm -hmm. It's It's in a lot of different scriptures as well, and it's in okay. Daniel and... Yeah. Cool prophecy from about the book sevens. of Revelation. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Yep. So how, well, how does I, that go? Because I want to hear it. Your voice. Well, the band's going, boom, boom, but. Yeah, but just do it. Yeah. Uh, how's it go? It goes like this. Uh, seven. The number of churches. Seven. The number of spirits. Seven. The number of lampstands made of gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stars and shields. Seals. The number, yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, and it's you went really, to chorus. It, it, it's God gave Jesus, Jesus a revelation, and the Lord sent his angel to John. God gave Jesus a revelation, and the Lord sent his angel to John. Yeah. You know, they could buy Sounds the record. Sounds so good. And you're part of this, Joyce. Well, actually, Bloodgood is the guys. The women are the errands who mm-hmm. help raise the hands of the mm-hmm. Moses when he's yeah. in the battle. But you but, sing, so yeah, she yeah. it sounds so good when you sing yeah, that. We, we have a similar voice and a similar range, actually. From the years of singing together in, in clubs, we did a couple right. of... Right. Records together. So. Yeah, and thank you for that tough challenge right there, Annie. Well, I have another one. So wait, we <laughs> wow. have to do the, you don't have to sing this one, but you guys just were working in the studio with Oz, well, our home studio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not yeah. totally yeah, cool, but you can't be in a studio, no, supposedly. But uh, the song's it. called Judas is Dead. Dead. How yeah. significant is that song? Because that song, the lyrics to it are, are basically his heart saying mm-hmm. what he did and how devastated he was. That he killed his friend. Yeah. And how he often was, do we do that in real life? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you guys really think, I mean, if Judas wouldn't have done this, and, and some of you don't know the gospel, but the gospel talks about Judas betraying our Savior for 30 pieces of silver yeah. to the Pharisees mm-hmm. and being sold and, you know, him being arrested and brought into, you know, yeah. Pilate's chambers and then and the then Sanhedrin. And then the remorse acts, from that yes. moved him. He didn't want the money. He threw it back at, yeah, the, that's at right. the, yeah. the, the Pharisees. Which but, is all prophesied in Zechariah, right. the potter's field, where yeah. he ended But that up. guilt, that guilt is just mm-hmm. so real to a lot of people nowadays. Yeah. When we hurt each other and we don't forgive each other or we betray someone we love because we do it for a reason. Yeah. To get revenge, usually to get revenge, or we're jealous, right? Yeah. Or we see a better opportunity for ourselves yeah. that we can get elevated, which I believe that's what Judas saw. Yeah. He saw the money. He was the money guy. He was the treasurer. Yep. Yep. And so what, what yeah. prompted that song to actually come to fruition when you guys started writing it? Yeah, actually, Oz had the music first, and, um, and I was with him. Um, you were there. It was actually a long time ago, a few years ago, and uh, I had started to write something to it, but I, I never, I couldn't get the lyrics correct uh, with it. Um, just, uh, I remember the uh, the woman was wiping his feet, you know, right. the tears. Mary Magdalene. Yeah. yeah. And and so that was sort of the, the first verse, and um, then as uh, time went by. I, I, I found that CD and I went. You know what? I should I should finish this and write it. So I told Oz to send me a track without the vocal on it, and I started writing it. And then we met yesterday and and the day before and put it together. But um, and and I just want to add that he's kind of in writing mode now 
because the, the guys in Bloodgood, everybody's sort of looking at material and working together here and there, and, and um, they're hopefully a new Bloodgood album in, in the works. I'm excited somehow. for that. Yeah. That's going to be And hopefully amazing. Judas is Dead will be on it. Yes. That was no, that's going to be great. Yeah. But one thing you said about people, about the shame and the, the, the guilt and all that, um, Jesus knew that Judas, of course he knows everything, Jesus knew that Judas was going to be he so remorseful that he was going to kill himself. And so he said that everybody would, all would be saved except for one. Right. And Judas owned that as that's me. But had Judas repented and gone to Jesus it's just so sad, and right? said, I am so sorry, he would have been forgiven. Right. He betrayed the Savior, the Messiah, right. but he would have been forgiven had he repented. There is no sin Jesus yeah, right. cannot forgive. You know what? Right. With that being said, right. you guys, we're going to be right back. We're going to talk about another subject that I know many of you might need now. It's hope. We need hope in today's world, don't we? We'll be right back. Hi friends, it's Annie Lobert from Annie's Pink Chair and I am actually on location at our nonprofit ministry called The Destiny House. And do you feel and see the presence that's going on here? The peace, the calmness, the comfort, the beautiful grass, the trees. This is what each woman comes to when she enters our Destiny House program for sex trafficking victims. Would you please consider partnering with us monthly or just send us a one-time donation? Just go to our website at hookersforjesus.net and click on donate. And listen, your donation goes to a good cause and it's tax deductible. Thank you so much. Hey, kiddos, welcome back to Annie's Pink Chair. We're going to talk about the rest of the story, you guys, with your wonderful story about blood good. But more importantly, we want to focus on hope because hope is so needed, needed right, right now, now. and it's yep. tangible. Yep. But, you know, we were talking earlier about Jeff, your son, mm -hmm. but we didn't talk about faith. And I want to kind of unpack that that family aspect, you guys weren't supposed to have kids, right? What happened? Well, we didn't and want clarify kids. That, clarify that faith is our daughter's name. Yes. Because yes. we are talking about faith. Yes, yes it's yes, faith. Right. Okay. Faith. Um, so um, before we met Jesus, we didn't want to have kids because we were very career-oriented. But then after we got born again, then we wanted a family. So we started uh, practicing a lot. We, we really <laughs> tried a lot to have um a yeah. child, but it took us five years, five years. before our daughter was born. And wow. um, we actually had a, a little church in Harlingen. When we were on the Blood road. Was and, on the road. Yeah. Yep. And we stopped at this little church in Harlingen, Texas, just a little mm -hmm. Pentecostal church. And, and I had n never said anything about wanting to have a child. And this woman just, she said, I just feel led to pray for you. And she put her hand on my tummy for the Lord to open my womb. And it wasn't Miracle. long after that, we mm. were actually in uh, Sweden. Uh, yeah, Sweden, I, I believe, is probably where, where she was conceived because I got uh, morning sickness in Ireland. And yeah, and so we had our daughter, Faith, after five years. Okay. Uh, and that's why we named her Faith. Right. Because we never stopped believing. We never mm. stopped hoping. 
And we prayed a lot. Faith Alicia. Yeah, she's so precious. And now you have four grandchildren. Oh, my gosh. Yes. They're the joy of our lives. I didn't realize being a grandpa was the best thing besides Jesus and, and you, of course, <laughs> mm -hmm. in the world. <laughs> but, you know, uh, an interesting thing about Faith is that she kind of started this little trend in the Bloodgood band with the, with the guys. After Faith, then there were a couple of other babies born. Michael mm -hmm. and Marilyn had Adam, mm -hmm. and then uh, Paul Jackson had Chase. Yep. And so now we had these little babies, and they'd already had Paul on the road, the one who did the documentary. So we were on the road. With kids. With the wives and the babies. And David Zafiro says uh, Silas and yeah. Saray. Right. So it got, became obvious that right. we couldn't do this and raise a family. It had to be a choice. And that was one of the reasons why Bloodgood um, took a long, long break. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's okay because it never died. And the other part where I want to talk about was Jeff because we talked about Jeff earlier, your son. And this is, this is a, a very serious part of your guys' life. And I know it's mm -hmm. kind of sensitive, but also it's a joy. It's a joy. I wanted to share this with everyone really quick. It says... Uh, in Romans 5, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts Amen. with his yeah. love. Yeah. And so I, I think, you know, your son's story is, I mean, he got saved. Yeah. Uh, tell us what happened when you were on the road in, I believe it was Germany. Yeah. Uh, I know this is hard to talk about you guys, so I just want to be sensitive. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we had just uh, had Thanksgiving dinner with Jeff and, um, uh, just finished up dangerously close. Yeah, he helped and uh, I remember the you know walking him out to his truck after dinner. It was Thursday. We were leaving on Friday, and I just hugged him and said, "Well," and he said, "Dad, go tell him about Jesus." Wow. And uh, so then we went to Germany, and we, you know, we did the concert, and we flew home. And uh, as soon as we landed in L.A., I, I went to call him. And the phone rang, and it was his boss saying that Jeff was in the hospital. And I said, whoa, what's wrong? He says, well, they won't tell us what's wrong, but you're supposed to call the emergency, and they'll, they'll tell you what's wrong. So I called him, and I said, yeah, this is Les Carlson. My son is in emergency. Is he, is he okay? And, and, and he says, well, um, you know, we worked on him for about an hour. And I said, so where is he now? He says, well, he's in emergency. I said, well, okay, so what happened? And he goes, oh, well, he didn't make it. Wow. And we were on the plane. Mm. And you were on the plane? We were sitting yeah. on the plane. On the, the plane had just landed. just oh, got off the airplane. No, you the phone up. And the phone rang. And apparently, I mean, well, we went into shock. And yeah. we couldn't, we just couldn't move. I mean, apparently everybody left the plane and we were still on the plane. And the stewardess said, we're going to have to have you guys get off the plane. I mean, we were literally in shock. No. And then yeah. as we were walking off the plane, the coroner called me and said, we're going to leave him like he is and you can come and see him. 
So we got to the hospital, which is in Fontana, and we went in to see him, and there he was. He looked like he was sleeping. He had something in his mouth, I don't know, yeah, so but, he could yeah, breathe he, or whatever. They said, we, we can't do anything because the coroner has to come, and you can't you know, remove anything from him, but you can see him. And so I immediately laid hands on him mm-hmm. and said, Jeff, in the name of Jesus, you rise, rise up right now, son. Just rise up in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I knew that he could do that. But when I did that, I felt like I was, you know how you might interrupt a conversation unknowingly? And I felt like I had intruded for a moment. And I realized, oh, my gosh, Jesus and Jeff are, you know, so I said, okay, well, I, I said, yeah, Lord, just, he shouldn't come back here. Why should he come back here when he's with you? Mm-hmm. So I said, just, just run, you know, son, just run and, and be free and be with Jesus. And, and I had, you know, that bittersweet loss, but that right. joy, because you know, when you know Christ, his word is true. And he says he prepared room for each one of us. Right. Jeff's got his own room and he's he's got, you know, he is in glory. He is in paradise. He's more alive than me. And so I wasn't going to have him come back at that point. I just gave it up. And, you know. You talk about hope. That is the epitome of hope. When you lose someone you love, especially a child, mm-hmm. it's one of the most painful right. things and it can put you in a state of desperation. But when you know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you will see that person again Uh because they are in eternity and you're going to be there too, that is hope. Yeah. That is. Yeah. And you know what? He he (laughs) rose from the grave. Jesus. He rose from the grave. Right. And so did several others. There were 500 witnesses to that and also. Yeah. Uh, to him being alive, but also there were people coming out of their graves with yeah. 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 So it, it, that Christ is giving us a power. Right. And yeah. even though your son, like, I'm, I'm, see, now I'm getting messed up. Even though your son, because I knew Jeff too, so I'm yeah. getting teary eyed because I remember having conversations with him and, you know, him just, he was such a beautiful spirit, you know. Yes, and, he was. Um, we used to have the cookouts with Jeff, would always come over and have the cookouts with us, but. I just uh, remember him being such a gentle spirit and loving and just very gracious. But I love what he said to you. Go give him Jesus. Yeah. Because yeah. he didn't even know and you didn't know that Jesus was going to come in. Yeah, that's you know, right. After you gave Jesus, he was going to come to Jeff and take Jesus. You know, he was going to take, take, take Jeff with him. Yeah. yeah. And that he, he was going to beat you both to heaven. Which is yeah. crazy. Like you never that now. That's the part that's hard for some people that are listening out there. And mm-hmm. I wanted you guys to talk to the camera. I want you guys to talk to yeah. if someone's out there, they've lost their child, like or someone they love, and they don't understand what's going on right now. Yeah. And where's the hope in that, Joyce? You were talking about that earlier. Where's the hope? Your camera's right there. Where's yeah. the hope in that? Yeah, the hope in that is that be, because Jesus resurrected. He was the first fruits. He did yeah. that to show this is what happens to every believer. You believe on Jesus Christ and eternal life is yours. You know, we didn't get to eat from that tree of eternal life when Adam and Eve were thrown from the, from the garden. But that tree is there and the fruit is there for the taking just for believing in the Lord Jesus. And 
we know because we've eaten the fruit and we know that mm -hmm. Jeff did. We know that there is a glorious reunion mm -hmm. in heaven. Hallelujah. And yeah. <laughs> the most important thing that anybody can do, the most important decision in their life is to make a decision for Christ mm -hmm. to accept the fact that Jesus died on the cross to forgive us from our sins and that he rose again from the dead as proof that we will live in eternity forever. And who knows? I mean, that's when the real story starts. Talk about being born again. When you're born into heaven, mm -hmm. what's life like then? That's hope. Right. Yeah. Do you have anything to say? Les, Les's eulogy yes. is on YouTube, Les Carlson eulogy for his son. And it, has, it offers a lot of hope. It mm -hmm. does. But yeah. Yeah, and I, I would simply just say, simply humbly say and appeal to you that Jesus is real and you must know him. You must put him in the equation of what you think life is because without him, you haven't got it correct. You have to put him in the mix in order to see this correctly. God created each and every one of us and he loves you so madly that he died on a cross for you. And you will never really understand that revelation until you say, Father, come into my heart. I want to know you. And that's all you have to do. There's only one sin that cannot be forgiven, and that is to deny the one that God sent. And the one that God sent was Jesus Christ, God in the flesh. Amen. Bless you. Yeah. It says, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us. Yeah. Amen. Just the right time. And I, and I just, I just want to thank you both for sharing your life with us today and the legacy of blood good and hair. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just been really, really awesome. And I, I hope to have you guys come back because you guys have been such a blessing. And I cried a couple times already, so. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you, Annie, for, yeah. thank you, Annie. for hosting us. You're, you're welcome. I, you. I'm just so happy that you guys came in town to, to work with Oz and everything. Go ahead and say your website and where they can find the documentary in the trenches, rock trenches. Okay. Did I say okay. it right? I didn't say it Tre right, did trenches, I? trenches of, of rock. Trenches of rock. Trenches of rock movie or trenches of rock film? Oh, gosh, we should know this, huh? Well, um, it's the Trenches of Rock yeah, film. Yeah, if you just search Trenches of Rock, Blood and then, Good, it will And then the website is for Blood Good Band? Bloodgoodband.com. Okay, yeah. got it. So you guys, uh, if you guys want to get in touch with them, you can go ahead and Google that and look up their website and go ahead and buy their albums. And also, their new album is going to be coming out soon, hopefully. Oh, oh on vinyl, Dangerously oh, Close. Yeah, Dangerously yeah. Close. we did with Oz is coming out it's on coming vinyl. Out vinyl. Girder Music in a, in is uh, doing it. a couple months, maybe. Yeah. That's exciting. Maybe around Christmas time. So, yeah, but more importantly than that, read your Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yes, read your Bible. You guys, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm just so happy to bring you real, raw, relevant issues from the rock world. We love you. I'll see you next time. Bye. Hi, friends. Some of you might know my story. I'm not sure if you do or not, but I wrote a book about my life and how I got pulled into sex trafficking, not realizing it was actually sex trafficking. The boyfriend I had turned into a pimp and I wrote my memoir. It's called Fallen, it's in Spanish and English, out of the sex industry and into the arms of the savior. We also have it in audio.
And can I just share with you, if you go look on Amazon, we've got five-star reviews because let me tell you what, this story reads like a movie. You cannot put it down and it will engage you, but also it will teach you about modern day slavery in the United States and what trafficking actually looks like. Go to Amazon or hookersforjesus.net. Pick it up today. Thank you.